who listen to Mac East Second Floor Studios present Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 18! Woo! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Who was that? Somebody's super fired up. I think that was Alex. <laughs> that was me. Liar. <laughs> The mustard man. I think that's the most energetic I've ever seen Alex. <laughs> You've never seen that guy at fast food hibachi in Kentucky. <laughs> oh, man, that was the best. <laughs> he does love his Asian food. He does, but normally, <laughs> normally there's a problem with service and Alex, but this place knocked your socks off. Mm-hmm. Never seen him so happy. Smile ear to ear. It's like somebody just gave him a five-gallon bucket of mustard. Ear to ear, like she said. <laughs> right. She said, "Thank you for everything I said. Doesn't matter what I said." She just always, <laughs> "Can I have some more Mountain Dew?" Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. I'm like, damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's how service should be. It should be exactly. Yeah, they service us. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, that the way you said service just made it sound a little creepy. Yeah. Like what, Kyle? I knew someone was going to go there. It was an Asian hibachi, so you never know. <laughs> All, right, I'm All right. I'm ready to go for <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So, yeah, it's been a while since we've all been on a podcast together. So what have people been up to? Just just a few days. Yeah, literally just days ago we were recording our last episode. Nothing's even changed since then. No. no it's still beautiful here in sunny Minnesota. Uh, my uncle got a pontoon boat, and I was given the opportunity to name it, and I'm probably going to be painting up the back of it with the name of it. So it's pretty big news. Have you, what are have the you options of a for name? the name? Yeah. I did. I did. Uh, we wanted to go with something uh, classy and traditional. Uh, so USS Submersion, right? Is that the name, classy and traditional? No, we, we ended up going with Hop on My Dinghy. Classy, yeah. That's wow. classy. You know, I enjoy and it. Then I for one enjoy it. State your business, you know, when you're out there. I I get the dinghy. It's like a penis, right? Yeah, it's a double <laughs> entendre. You can't say penis on this podcast. No, this is a this is a classy <laughs> podcast. We never talk about such crude, rude things. Sorry, how dare you? I think it's you can schlong. use that's that's a rule, Zach. Like you can't even bring a woman on a sub. We all know that. You don't say that on the submarine podcast, and, and that's not in any movies ever. Never. Right. Let's just start it. <laughs> oh, die, right, die. Below, below. <laughs> what began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. <laughs> <laughs> Figure 
we just cut that shit I, I don't know. <laughs> that, the beginning was pretty rambling for this one. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been a little tighter on that. <laughs> yeah. You guys are just going to start yeah. over? <laughs> no. Alex, what movie did we watch this week? Uh, we watched uh, a movie about a rogue pilot from the Navy called Top Gun. Right. Actually, no. Oh, so. This all right, all right. This time, this time, we really watched a movie called Below. And uh, this is not to be confused with the movie Blow, starring Johnny Depp. <laughs> it's this is a movie Below. Yeah, Below. Below. <laughs> the movie Blow. Yeah, it's from 2002, yeah. set in World War Two, and it yes. is. Uh, I uh, yeah, amazing, <laughs> amazing film. <laughs> oh, God. I got beer everywhere. From laughing? <laughs> that Top Gun comment. Oh. <laughs> it's gold. Just keep going with it. <laughs> I gotta clean this that's up. What I, that's, how I, that's how I figured out the whole um, pretending like people in these movies pulled their dicks out. Just like the rave reactions I got to it. Mm-hmm. Everyone was so happy with it. Yeah, yeah we, we uh, sent it to a test audience. They just couldn't get enough. Could not get enough. They were like, actually, could he mention dicks more? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I literally can't. And then the last one we sent was sending Mustard Man's comments about Top Gun and as Brom just experienced through the roof. Yes. Tens across the board. I think it's my first joke take. last week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was, yeah. Funnier the second time around. It was my first ever spit take. All right. Well, let's see how fast you guys can tear right. through this one. <laughs> let's get some. Uh, let's get a couple stats before we launch into this thing. So this is a 2002. Yeah, yeah we might be able just to start it and go. Okay. All right. So <laughs> this is a 2002 movie, like Alex said. It stars... Matt Davis as Odell, Bruce Greenwood as Bryce, Love him. Holt McCallany as Loomis, Olivia Williams as Claire, and oh my word, we're not even going to say who this is until he comes up in the movie, because you won't believe it, but... Are you talking about Zach? <laughs> we're talking about some Zach facts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it says an IMDb score 6.2, Metacritic 55 Rotten Tomatoes critics sixty four. Rotten Tomato user forty four. Interesting. The users are significantly lower than the critical. They're hating so. on it. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so yes, we open not on a submarine but in a plane, and the plane's flying around the Atlantic Ocean, and they see some survivors uh, in a raft, and so they zoom around. They send a little thing in a bottle, basically saying like, "Hold tight, we'll get help." And uh, so they get a message. A message is sent off to the USS Tiger Shark, a submarine, to say, you got to pick up these survivors. And, and they the don't. guy's like, oh, man, that's a whole day's trip behind yeah, us. Yeah, they're not, they're not super you know, jazzed about this idea. They're on their way home. They just want to get home. And they're like, but it orders are orders. Like, we got to turn around. So they turn around and they head back to pick up the, pick up the survivors. The screen turns red here. Mm. But then it also Foreshadowing. says, by the way. Atlantic Ocean, 1943. Yeah, 1943. I almost said 1843. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and so uh, they head out there. They pick up these survivors. One of them is burnt pretty badly. And then we have one with a broken leg. And then we have a lady doctor. Second movie in a row with a little lady doctor mm-hmm. uh, coming onto the boat. And we get a funny little scene. And, and this was uh, written by Darren Aronofsky, who is quite famous um, director and writer of things such as Working for a Dream and Black Swan and, you know, Noah and Pi and all these movies. And uh, a Ned Harris film. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. But yeah, so his latest movie did feature Ed Harris. Uh, Mother. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's got an, it's got an explanation point. You got to say it right. That's the name of the movie. Muller. That's a movie I watched on a plane. We talked oh, about that last. Wow. And we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um. 
And so uh, you get a little string of dialogue here that I actually thought was pretty pretty uh, interesting and clever where they're kind of trying to convey to all the people on the submarine that there's a lady on board and you should be pretty excited and get those dicks prepared, uh, except only the captain can have his dick out. You just got to like you got to imply it if you're the rest of the crew. Kind of. mm-hmm. And so uh, they but as he goes, as they go further back in the boat, it gets cruder and cruder. So first it's like we got a, we got three limes on board and one's a, one's abroad and like all these things. And by the end, it's like real <laughs> kind of <Yeah>. gross. <laughs> he's, he's like, we got three red coats and a bleeder. On yeah, board. Exactly. yeah. It's like, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So it basically descends, but it's basically showing how like at the front of the boat where you have all like the higher ranking people, it's kept on kind of, it's like just limey, you know, whatever to say British people. And, and then about women just basically saying like broad, but as you go further deeper into like the torpedo area and the engine room in particular, it's like super crude. And so you see the the change in uh, attitude as you get further away. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to talk to them. And, and one of the survivors, uh, basically the doctors, like, don't talk to him. You know, he's he's hurt and, you know, just go to sleep. And the other guy is getting his leg fixed up. And they kind of ask what happened. And they're convinced that they were shot down, shot by a U-boat. And mm-hmm. like, oh, I saw a U-boat on the bridge. What were you doing on the bridge? Well, I was grabbing a smoke and I saw this U-boat and then a torpedo hit us. And then we were the only ones who were able to kind of escape and survive after uh, that happened. And so they're like, okay, reasonable enough story. And they were trying to get like them to identify what kind of U-boat shot them and stuff like that. Right. And the guy who's presumably the captain at this point says, normally I'd be able to drop you off at a port, you know, close to the UK, but we're on this mission didn't really say what the heck it no, was, yeah. and he's like, it's going to be 300 miles out of the way, so no dice, you're stuck with us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're, they see that there's a German ship kind of steaming towards them. A destroyer is sighted. Oh, hold on. Right is before, before this, okay. right before this, um, the, that guy also says, by the way, don't fraternize too much with the guys on the boat because they can get a little weird. They and get she's real like, weird. What do you mean, superstitious? He's like, no, weird. And then enters in. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, and he's like all dressed up, almost like a priest kind of. He's got all these like doodads that he gets out of Crocker Jacks and stuff. He's like a collector. And like he's explaining or he's telling a story, a sci-fi story, a monster story to the crew. And the crew is kind of like, ooh, real spooked out. Just mm-hmm. like we were real spookified by this movie that we watched. And uh, and so we get to see him kind of be weird. We do. Yeah. And then we get a guy doing some yo-yo tricks. Which oh, yeah. Is the first time we've ever seen that. For and, sure, and That's, then the U-boat. Shows mark it up. down. We'll mark it on our list of things we've seen. Yo-yo. So I got, so I got that bingo close. I'm getting pretty close to bingo now, <laughs> on my grid. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, then they see that there's this destroyer kind of coming at them. So they dive real quick. Time to dive. And they dive, and they're being real quiet, and they run silent, and they run deep. This is a pretty cool scene, actually, because of all the quietness. Well, just the quietness. You saw the dive go on. It was pretty cool i thought the dive you thought was cool looking yeah you didn't think so no wow i thought it was way over use of the computer graphics well to the point where everything looked like shit wow maybe we watched on different things maybe maybe. you watch the movie below below yeah you watch you watch blow with johnny johnny depp yeah no that's what we're talking about right yeah yeah the narco sub right anyways um and so they're running silent and running deep 
and they're being real quiet and they're like, we're totally going to bid these guys. No big deal. And then all of a sudden it's like, and there's like a record playing and they run over real quick and they stop this record. But it zooms in. It's like, this is Benny Goodman. Sing, sing, sing. Sing, sing, sing. Yeah. They got to show it for sure to make sure you know it because for no reason, because it actually has no bearing on anything. <laughs> it's not a, it's not foreshadowing. It's not a hint at uh, who Nothing. the killer is or what's going on. Like they didn't even want to use that song. One of the trivia is how they want to use a different song, but they couldn't. Wow. Yeah. I took note of that because I'm like, oh, they just zoomed in. That's going to be important. No. It's not. And so anyways, it's only important because in the end, they're trying to figure out who did it, right? They're trying to run Silent Ring Deep and they end up getting, they end up getting depth, depth charged a whole bunch as a result of this. And if you noticed in a string of movies that we watched, we didn't see any depth charges. I know. And now recently, it's just been like depth charge mania. It has been just nonstop. Yeah. Not upset about it. Right. And so they do, they suffer a little bit of damage and they keep on getting depth charged a little bit. But um, one of the things that kind of arises from this is they're wondering who played it, played the, uh, the song. And they realize that the uh, prisoner that has been so, or the uh, survivor that they picked up that wasn't being allowed to talk and was badly injured is actually was actually German. Yep. And that's kind of revealed to them. And so they confront them and they pull the doctor out of there and it's like, who is this? Oh, it's a, he's a German prisoner of war. And they were she was part of one of his pa- one of her patients. And she just wanted him to survive because there's like, so few people. All right. We'll just shoot him in the head. Right. So then Bruce Greenwood and Captain uh, Bryce. I guess captain, not really. Foreshadowing, and gets in that gets in that room and basically has a gun. I was like, I got a gun, and the German guy's like, Well, I got a scalpel, and, and gets shot in the head, mm-hmm. and so he dies, and everyone's horrified, and he's covered in blood, and he's like, Next time you don't lie about this shit, and they get depth charger a bunch more or whatever, and they eventually figure out. Well, the captain starts resting, and all of a sudden the record player starts going again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there starts to be some creepy, real creepy things happen, and you think maybe the ghost is this ghost of the uh, of this prisoner or whatever, but the woman uh, doctor ends up kind of going into his room, the captain's room, and sees a log where it seems like the handwriting changed in the captain's mm-hmm. log. And she she sees a bunch of pictures and stuff as well of another person who seems to have been captain. And so we're revealed a little bit the first story we get of what happened, which is they had sunk a German ship uh, and they had uh, – they were, they were all – they basically had this long time at sea. They really wanted to hit something. They finally found this German ship. They sink it. And so the captain wanted some souvenirs from the German ship. And yeah. he went up on top and he was trying to fish it out and fell and hit his head and died. And so- Because the ship hit the ground. Right. Or ran into some other underwater obstruction. Yeah. And so they basically, it was an accident. They couldn't get him out, get him, couldn't get him back in. So Bryce has been the captain since then. Mm-hmm. And, and she keeps hearing voices while she's in this room. Yeah, there's all kinds of, cre- there's some creepy stuff. It's like, keep on hearing things, being like, we've got to go back. It keeps on being back. Even in Morse code, it's like, beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 back. And so there's something about back. Probably Baby Got Back is the end of that song that he's singing. Mm-hmm. Just really likes butts. <laughs> Probably. Butt ghost. A booty ghost. Yeah. And so anyways, they, they finally figure out, they were trying to figure out why is it that they they are can't shake this uh, these depth charges and they figure out oh we have like an oil leak he's told by like the captain of the ship or whatever mm-hmm. or the captain uh, the the boat whatever uh, head of the boat or whatever it's called uh, that they have an oil leak and it's like okay so we're leaving an oil slick that's how this boat keeps on finding us even when we move around and try to shake them and stuff so they have to send people out to kind of fix it the other thing that happens throughout this movie is they keep on being told of the hydrogen level so it keeps on going up and up because they've yep. got to vent their uh, the air and they got to 
kind of get to the surface because of the batteries. They're running on batteries and it's getting really uh, low oxygen and high hydrogen in the uh, submarine as a result. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they go uh, they go outside. Uh, a bunch of them are volunteers. So one of them is Zach Galifianakis. They're not really volunteers. Odell is told- You, can, you, you got to pick get, people up, yeah. Yeah, because there's- Kind of three guys who are buddy buddy, and Odell's kind of this, you know, trainee, up and coming type guy. Yeah. And they don't really like him too much. You think there's some kind of club? So they say, you got to go out there and take volunteers. Yeah. So they take uh, kind of this guy who is one of the rough, the rough people um, who's kind of playing a prankster of sorts, and then Zach Galifianakis, and then the youngest of the officers. Mm-hmm. And so they go out and they split up trying to find this oil leak. But and- oh man, jump scare, manta rays. Oh yeah, I t- totally forgot about that because it wasn't particularly spooky. <laughs> no, there's not Just a lot that's really manta, spooky manta rays now. And so they end up going around, they get into the ballast, and they uh, are walking around, they're trying to find this oil slick. And Zach Galifianakis and the other guy, or able to find it. He kind of puts his hands on the wall and he finds it. It's like, okay, we're going to plug this up. And on the other side, they find a leak. So Odell and the young officer, they find a leak. But and they're also the, having some conversation. They're, they're talking about what's going on. And there's a new story. There's a different story that comes up of what actually happened. Right. right. Yeah. Well, because they say, oh, you know, they keep saying that we hit something and the captain fell off and hit his head. I don't remember ever hitting anything. Right, I didn't feel that. Right, but he also t- he also says that it's not. It wasn't that they were going out for souvenirs. They they were survivors in boats, mm-hmm. and that Captain Winters wanted to gun them. Right. right. So second movie in a row, we have that as well. Actually, there's been a bunch of movies that talk about gunning survivors. Yeah. And they said they all objected, all the officers. And in the end, there was a bit of a struggle. And to say, and he fell off and hit his head and died. And to save his good name, they decided to brush it over in the way that they did, saying that he was going out for souvenirs. And there were no survivors. Um, but in the end, because in the end, they couldn't, they couldn't actually save anyone from it. Right. And so- you know, that's actually one thing that I didn't even think about during the while watching is the story didn't make much sense because then they didn't rescue any anyone. That's true. <laughs> it's like they wanted to rescue survivors. No, he wanted to gun them. So what happened to them? Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, we he just sailed away because our captain died. We couldn't, we couldn't it's like, decide. wait, what? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. then he talks about the slipping. He's like, well, you know, metal when it gets wet is super yeah, slippery. And, and oh, man. And so the guy who's up top climbing up to check yeah. something in the sub. Ends up dropping the sledgehammer, smoking the dude in the bottom. Odell, I think, drops the hammer. No, no, no. It's the opposite. So the young officer is wants to, is is clearly planning on having an accident happen and kill the young guy because mm-hmm. he's asking too many questions. But then he sees a spookifying ghost who like totally scarifies his his hair and it snares on end. And he's like, oh! And then he drops his uh the he he falls off and gets like oh yeah up. that's right yeah yeah okay. So it's, it's, yeah. So he was going to kill the young guy, but that never got a chance because a spooky ghost um, made him real scared. Yes, it yeah. did. And then so they start screaming. They end up getting back inside the sub and they're freaking out. And there's yeah. a great line here from Loomis. <laughs> he just screams, Roll some dicks and shut up. And that's, yeah, that's when the captain goes, Captain Bryce is like, like this. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh yeah, that is why you became captain after Captain Winters. Because do you remember Captain Winters, Dick? Not so impressive. And everyone's like, that's true. It wasn't very impressive. Um, and so- uh, They're going to start heading yeah, back. They're like, time the to go. They, they fix it. Oh, did you fix the oil? Like, despite everyone freaking out, they're like, did you fix it? And they're like, oh, actually, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. And so it's time to to go back. But the, the captain of the boat or the, the guy who takes care of the engine room or whatever is like, we really need to take care of this, like, um, this high hydrogen content. Oh, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> 
Yeah, they want to go back, but then they can't, right? Yeah, because the they're trying, to, they're trying to steer the boat, yeah. and the rudder is fighting them, and Loomis and the helmsman are literally trying so hard to turn it that the steering wheel shatters. Yeah, and it turns on its of its own volition, turns completely around, and goes the opposite direction. It's not going mm. home anymore. It's going kind of back the way they came. Whoa, did you Weird. say back? Mm, back. Uh, where were we hearing that one before? Mm, I don't know. My favorite thing about this is I keep on trying to explain it as some mechanical issue. They're like, it's just a mechanical issue. It's like when the boat turned itself around and then started going in a particular direction uh, exactly to the place where right. you sunk a boat. Hmm. And this is when the doctor even says, nobody wants to say it. I'll say it. This boat is haunted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and so then because they, they want to try to fix the rudder so they could turn around, they're like, okay, the only way, the only line into the rudder and we have to try to fix it is all the way in the back, but all the way in the back, there's this really high hydrogen content. They're up to Mm -hmm. 15% or something like that. And so they're like, okay, be very careful because we don't want another Hindenburg accident. Am I right? It just happened a couple of decades ago. Everyone remembers this. It was a really big part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And And so anyway, then you also see other pieces Well, they, they say, Hey, it's not going to be a problem because we don't have to weld anything. Yeah. But now you start seeing other members of the crew like Zach Galifianakis and other people, and they're talking about different conspiracy theories because they also can't slow the boat down. Yeah. They can't stop it. And so this is what made me think of Phantom. Yep. I had a strange thought. Take a number. Yeah, but this one's real creep show stuff. What if when we took on that crowd ship? We didn't sink them. What if they sank us? Oh, that's a good twist. The scene <laughs> cracked me up. I know. It's, it's like, this is what we've been waiting for in a movie is <laughs> this. <laughs> the end to just be like, this whole movie was bullshit. Nothing happened. They all just died in the beginning. You shouldn't even have watched it. It's meaningless. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. That's my favorite thing. I, can't, I love watching movies that don't mean anything. Um, and so they go all the way back in there, try to fix this thing and, uh, the hydro or the, uh, the rudder. And in the process, like all the lights are all getting all spooky. The doctor goes back into the Bryce's cabin and there's like a ghost, a spooky ghost on the, uh, bed, bed and kind of just like sleeping away. It's basically just snoozing. She didn't, at this point, she didn't even really care. Yeah. She just shined the light and it was gone. She, yeah. Eh, whatever. And you can even see it. I actually did kind of like the effect where like when you shine light right on it, it was gone. When it was dark, you couldn't see it. But as the light went away, right on the cusp between darkness and light, you saw the ghost come mm-hmm. back. And so, um, but so all the lights go out and all this, everyone's kind of like freaking out and someone drops a light and kind of picks it back up. And, because it's cracked the where they, the thing protecting the protective case when it turns when he turns it back on all the hydrogen lights up so oh, they're yeah. all sitting there and loomis is basically like everything's fine everything's fine it's fine don't worry about it. it's fine and then they're like wait where's the crew like the captain comes back and he's like uh where's my crew yeah and, and then, then they open the door and everybody is burnt to a crisp just smoked <laughs> I mean, so, you didn't even hear an explosion no. everybody's just fried yeah, it just why everyone's dead. They every it just burnt to a crisp. They get in, they see some crazy stuff. There's like a a dead person who like is kind of alive mm-hmm. and grabs the lady doctor and is like, you know, real spooky. But then turns out he's just dead. Yeah, was never actually alive or whatever. Loomis keeps looking like, in this mirror, seeing that's himself kind of delayed. Like, yeah, it's a delayed mirror thing. So if you were to look away, it would look away maybe like two seconds later. 
Ooh. And it's real scary. And he was just, he was staring at this thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then a ghost face appeared and he took off. And he took off and he was like, time to get the out of here. And I was interested here with just the accuracy of it because he does get out on an escape tube. And I was wondering, did this, did that type of submarine have one? I guess we will, we probably won't know from this because it was a type of submarine that we've already done before for subscribe. So probably not going to be more information of the same thing. But I had wondered if there was escape tubes on it. I didn't know. But anyways, he ju- he jumps into the escape tube, goes out without anything. He literally doesn't, he doesn't have any oxygen. Nothing. He doesn't have a suit on. He's like two, they're like 200 feet under the ocean. Like he's going to die anyways. Like it doesn't, it, it's not, not a good thing, but he, then he swims up and just gets impaled by the submarine. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, it's not necessary. He's going to die anyways. Right. There's no way he survives it. No. So. They're like convinced at this point that it's some kind of malediction that's taken over the submarine and they're going back to whence the, the crime had occurred where, when Winters had been killed. And because he never got to go down with the ship. Yeah. So that's what they're convinced of. Even though the real story, and it gets revealed around now, is that it wasn't actually uh, a German ship that they had sunk. Uh-oh. It was the Fort James, the this this British medical ship, which happened to look exactly like this German ship. Mm-hmm. And so they misidentified, like the, the Bryce, who was, I guess, the XO at that point was the one who confirmed, yes, this is our target and we're going to sink it. And then they were the ones all involved in the sinking, but, you know, sending off the torpedo or whatever. These, these four people, Captain Winters plus the three. And when Captain Winters went up, he wanted to save the survivors. But the survivors were the only connection to say that they weren't sunk by a U-boat. And they right. were like, if we just fucking leave them, they'll all die. And we don't have to worry about it because everyone will just assume they died from a U-boat. And they're going to think they died. From, even if they do have survivors, they'll think they died from a U-boat. So it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Right. And so they killed Winters and just went back in. Yep. And uh, that's basically the source of their misery because Captain Winters was not too happy about that, apparently. Oh, and he's haunting the boat. <laughs> I can't wait to find out who the real person is when they take off the mask of Captain Winters' ghost. <laughs> and it's real to be those desperately kids. Yeah. Oh, we would have gotten away with it too, with that those murders, if it wasn't for you. A bunch of teenagers and a dog emerged. Yeah. Just, we've been working on this the whole movie behind oh, the scenes. Oh, you killed my whole crew, literally yeah. like sixty crew members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyways, they make their way back, and they have this whole contraption. When they get to the point where they they're you know got to the point where the boat wants to go, they're like, okay, we're gonna set up this winch, and we're gonna. We're going to turn the, the thing and we're going to release the valve and we're going to shoot up to the top. And then they do the winch and it totally breaks. But they still shoot up. And they like shoot a, up anyways. Which like I, a 70 like, degree angle. Wait, was that, did the winch work or was it the ghost? And then they're all congratulating the young guy. I'm like, I don't think he did anything. I think the ghost like just brought that ship, uh, that the uh, the boat over up, up to the surface. And they get up and they see a boat coming their way. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Bryce, who's like a maniac, he's like polishing his shoes, like, La-da-da, it's fine, it's fine. I'm having a grand old time. And everyone's like, all right, Bryce. Yeah. Uh, he emerges with a gun and he's like, we aren't doing anything. We're staying out of this. We could still do it. And they're like, are you joking? We have five people. We can't operate a submarine. <laughs> you know, it's not like submerged the uh, award-winning podcast. We right. have five people manage a submarine. And Odell at this point looks at Zach Galifianakis or Weird Wally as he's named in the oh, credits. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and says, go operate that radio and <laughs> let them know that we need help. We're going to scuttle this boat. And Bryce freaks out goes in there shoots up the radio yeah luckily pretty awesome really zach comes out him he comes yeah that's true comes out zach comes out unscathed our boy zach mm-hmm. i know he's a listener love you zach uh not you zach get out of here um 
<laughs> and uh, so then they're so they get up on top of the ship and they're uh, the lady doctor's trying to signal the the boat with this light and Bryce comes up with freshly shined shoes and a even better no this is the same gun sorry. same gun he's got a little handgun and he's uh, basically uh, they hear some shots and stuff like that and he <laughs> thinks just... he might have died but he's like just shooting in the air or whatever no, he, and he's shooting the corpse on the sail oh yeah that's right he's like get out of here and it's like oh <laughs> he's real crazy and then he's like oh I just wanted to have my name blah 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 he says like a bunch of bullshit about how he didn't mean it and he had, uh, lost his way or whatever and then he shoots himself in the head twice right alright yeah. so you heard that you heard the twice yeah Cause I, <laughs> you would think he wouldn't be I able like, to do it twice. Two. What just happened? It's definitely two. Yeah, bang, yeah. bang. Yeah, no, he shot himself twice in the head. Yeah, shot himself once, and then you see him shooting himself again. Mm-hmm. It's really hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> he survived that first one. He's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, at this point, he'd also thrown a light over that was to signal. Ooh, here we go. Guy. We're right on time. Yeah, we are. So, I can't even stop it right now. All right. So he he also threw the signal light. Off the edge of the boat, yeah. So they couldn't signal, and this is actually where a, a very famous phrase comes from because the ship was so dark and it was passing them. And this is where the phrase two ships passing in the night." It came from this movie. Yeah. Wow, Aronofsky, genius. I know. Um, and so they uh, instead of a light, they just t- they light up the night with their machine guns as they shoot into the air a bajillion times. And they're like, "I guess we failed. We'll die here on the boat, alas!" And then we, I guess we should probably repopulate this boat. Am I right? And looking at the lady, and she's, she's like, like Wait, "There's what? only one of me." Yeah, what? And I was like, "I'm pretty sure I'm the captain now." And then pulls out a dick. He's like, "No, I don't want that." And then no. a flare gun goes off. Oh, and then I go, like, "Thank God!" Oh. and he's like, "Oh, I was just joking." <laughs> And then the boat turns around and they end up on the boat and we see Zach Galifianakis open a Cracker Jack from his like pocket and he opens it and there's like a little toy submarine and he's like, get rid of this and like shoots it off the boat. And they uh, basically are like saying some stuff about like whatever. And then they see the boat, the submarine sinking. Oh, they're, they're talking about how they're like, oh, there goes your there goes your boat going to rest, finally going to rest or mm-hmm. something like that. And we see the submarine crash right next to the boat they had sunk, the British um, hospital ship. Boom. That's it. The end. All right. There's only one way to do this. Let's just get right into some ratings. Gotsta. Brom. All right. Lay it on us. You always make me go first. Not true. Alex went first last time. It worked out to our advantage because he had to leave for work. <laughs> that did. That worked out perfectly. He also loved it. Yes, he did. And I did not. But this this week, I did enjoy this movie. Uh, this what? was- <laughs> what? Wait, who was that? That was that was Alex. He was mustard man. Wait, wait. So you didn't like last week's movie, but you liked this one. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, Ooh. mustard man. <laughs> Here we go. Alex just slams. This, this is, is this it. is the beauty. This is the beauty of our podcast. We have differing opinions, and we can all get together. And in the end, we all live happily on the submarine no, together. No, no big deal. This is not something like that. Tight. These guys are going to fight one day, and I'm going to love it. And we're going to record it and make an episode out of it. Yeah, Kyle, it'll just be an audio fight. <laughs> Kyle, do you, do you want Bryce's word to start today? It's Bryce. We are, sorry. <laughs> Bryce's. <laughs> the captain. I'm excited. I said his name of captain of, the, of this uh, movie. No, Brahms War, we're not prepared. Okay. I, don't let him, I didn't want to let him know, but we're not prepared. I'm not prepared either. I got I to gotta still pull up my playbook for what I'm going to do for that. 
But uh, this movie, I did. I did enjoy it, um, to, much to the chagrin of Alex, it seems. But uh, this was directed by David Twoey, uh, which uh, he is the director of my favorite space opera. Not Star Wars, not Star Trek, not Firefly or Battlestar Galactica or Stargate or any of that. He is the director of the Chronicles oh, of Riddick Black? series. Uh, yeah. Oh, the series. Pitch You're Black, saying yeah. the whole series. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was trying to guess which one of the series you most liked. <clears throat> Uh, Pitch Black. Oh, there we go. I knew it. Yes, that's my favorite of the of the three live action ones, and then I think he also directed the animated one too. But <clears throat> uh, regardless, uh, this felt kind of like a um, Chronicles of Riddick movie, and in, 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 in some ways, um, so I wasn't shocked when I saw that he directed it at the end of the movie. Uh, it was just really fun. Um, it obviously wasn't a you know fantastic horror movie it was pretty formulaic and had a kind of predictable twist um but it was fun and i enjoyed it and as such i'm going to give it a six and three quarters wow i think i think i'm just going to jump in real quick calling it predictable may be an understatement yeah it was it was extremely predictable whatever whatever word in the english dictionary is suitable for that I'll leave to you guys, but yeah, it was. I, I definitely saw it coming from a mile away, which is typically not my strong suit. But you nailed this one. Nailed it. You could be a film director, writer. <laughs> Alex, tell Brom what you feel. I hated it. This was such <laughs> a bad movie. It is the second worst movie that we have watched and reviewed, in my opinion. Not true. That is just blatantly not true. I... I think so maybe the ones of you watch did you watch agent red yes and i reviewed that one as a 0.69 and i'm giving this one a 0.7 <laughs> so, uh, so I slightly just, better but then oh stinger though you didn't you didn't better. watch stinger oh i did, didn't, didn't even bother with that i watched like the 10 minutes okay. and yeah. all right so maybe possibly <laughs> third worst third worst okay <laughs> either way i just i did not enjoy it I stopped it three or four times, did something else for an hour or two, came back to it just to chew Jerked off. It. You're saying you jerked off several times. Oh, well, I had it going while I was working, so I was probably working. Um, you jerk off at work? That's weird. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Anyways, the movie sucked. <laughs> That's all I got. Stop him. Stop him dead in the tracks. Okay. <laughs> Zach, how about you? Well, I had a nice little uh, peaceful dinner with our little buddy Alex over there tonight, where he kind of gave me his uh, his summary of the movie. Oh, well, spoiler alerts. Did you actually watch it? And I came back home, and I kind of uh, sped through it. Oh, no. Uh, I did watch the My favorite scene, though, was when they were talking about maybe they're dead. Uh, that part cracked me up. Other than that, I didn't like it. The uh, The entire second... Uh, well, like the last final chapter, it was just done. He got on the top of the sub, was just screaming, shot himself. Then they showed him with blood on the left side of his head, and then they just shot him again. And it's and then it just ended. And they were just watching the sub sink in the sunset. I don't know. The one scene I watched that made me laugh, I'll give this movie a two. All right. Wow. All right. Let me just jump right in. I thought this movie was ridiculous um it was very predictable extremely predictable it was heavy-handed and i'll get to that with some of the trivia that i have but incredibly heavy-handed in in the kind of 
the metaphors that they were trying to go for and, and the foreshadowing that they were doing on what ended up being the twist and stuff like that. And then I just didn't think it looked good. I thought the computer graphics were shit, although it was 2002. So maybe you can kind of forgive it a little bit, but uh, it didn't look good. It didn't look as good as when they have real things happening or even models. Like it looked like fake garbage. And I didn't, I I mean, (laughs) I didn't enjoy it. I'm going to give it a four uh, for this one. I didn't, I didn't think it was as good. I actually am surprised because I thought I was going to like it. It's Aronofsky wrote it. It was a submarine kind of horror. It was actually what I thought we we would hope and dream of, like a ghost ship with a Mo ship mm-hmm. with a submarine, though. And it just wasn't at all what I was wanting or hoping it was. And you've know. been excited for this one for a really long time. Yeah, I've you been kept, talking you about it. You kept hounding me, like, make sure you get we're gonna below. Go below. Make we're sure gonna you get below. below. Yeah, we're going like, to do below. All right, fine. But I think you misheard me because I said below starring Johnny Depp. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Maybe I screwed up. Then. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, Brahm's going to maintain the high score on this mm. one because I went into this. I want a sub movie. Certain things I'm looking for in a sub movie. For this sure. is also built as a horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> nothing at all was no, not even scary. like remotely scary no, at all. No, even the I mean the fake zombie talking to her and all that stuff. Whatever. I was not feeling this movie. And you should be able to. There's a natural tension on a submarine that mm-hmm. you could play with, the claustrophobia and all that, and they just they didn't they didn't have it. Right. I don't know. For maybe for a horror sub movie, I don't want a ghost. I want a serial killer like we've talked mm-hmm. about. Somebody or or like sub- a werewolf. Or a werewolf. I would Yeah. Prefer this did that. this did feel like a made for T V horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like don't was... try to defend it. Yeah. Don't you? Don't I, you try I know to what you're you doing know, here. get on with us now? You gave it a six. I'm gonna uh, go yeah, ahead. I gave it a six and like, three quarters. He can, he can yeah. feel himself being it. pushed into in, pushed into that torpedo tube, and yeah. we're ready to <laughs> press eject. He's just trying to clamor out of there real quick. I'm gonna I'm go real, with a sticking to my guns. I'm going with a three and a half. I was just trying to get through it. Wow. Wasn't particularly enjoying this movie. No, I didn't like it very much. And I think it, it made sense as being kind of, for me, it made sense as being kind of in the middle there. It's like a four. Maybe, I mean, I could have maybe went up to a four and a half, but I just didn't really like it that much. I don't know. Alex liked it the least. Brahm, up top. It's not it's like I gave it. it a 10, guys. I mean, and I, I pretty, I think I, I think I described it pretty accurately as it was fun, but, uh, and if you guys didn't find it fun, that's what the whole point of the, the breakdown is, but I acknowledged it wasn't a, a stellar horror movie and the writing wasn't great, even with Darren, Darren Aronofsky behind it. You know, it was very formulaic. Like, again, we saw everything coming a mile away, so. That's true. And that gets me gets me right into my trivia in the end. Okay. So I'm first going to start not with talking about that formulaic kind of predictability, but the producers used uh, USS Silversides, a retired World War II era U.S. Navy Gatto class uh, submarine that is now a museum ship in Muskegon, Michigan, uh, for exteriors of the fictional USS Tiger Shark. The submarine was towed out to Lake Michigan for the filming. So it's another little road trip. This is one where we could probably, we could just walk pretty much from that Wisconsin over to this one, right? In the wintertime. Yeah, yeah, just right across the Maybe lake. Maybe not right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, uh, the book that Claire picks up is a collection of writings of Shakespeare. So at one point she finds this book on the floor. Yes. And it's Shakespeare. Oh, and what is it open to? Macbeth, the book, uh, the the play about a ghost that haunts the, his killer. Get to be more on the nose below. <laughs> like, do you really? Do we really need to have it 
be spelled out like that. Right. I guess McGa- we get it. It's Macbeth. It's a ghost haunting thing. <laughs> and so they killed him. Like, it's, it's funny because they it's have a- this Macbeth and then they're like, and he just fell off. It's like, well, clearly not. She found Macbeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reimagining of Macbeth with a submarine. Yeah. Yeah. Similarly, if you notice, all the people that were involved in the death of Captain Winners at mm-hmm. one point have blood on their hands. Ooh. So the cap- Captain Bryce shoots the prisoner of war and you see him washing his hands off. At one point, Loomis punches a, uh, a mirror and his hands are bloody mm-hmm. and they show his bloody hands. So everyone that has, and I, I, can't, rem- I can't remember. The he has That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. But they said they said it, so I, they, I can only assume this is this is a trivia, and so uh, they were kind of saying like, "Oh, these are all the people with the blood on their hands." Again, do we necessarily? It's a nice visual. It's a nice like kind of symbolism, but mm-hmm. it was so predictable that you're not really getting much out of it. We all knew they killed winners. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It's like them having blood on their hands. Like, yeah, we know they have blood on their hands. You did it. And then, uh, let's see what else I got. Uh, Holt McCallany learned how to do several yo-yo tricks for his character of Loomis. Wait, this is for real? Mm-hmm. Some of the tricks he performed in the film are the brain twister around the world and walk the dog. I know how to walk the dog. His instructor, Brian Cabildo. Brian Wait. Cabildo. <laughs> he had a yo-yo instructor? Is listed in the final credits. So if you go to the credits of below on IMDb, oh you word. will see yo-yo. I think it's yo-yo instructor or yo-yo consultant. I wish you just said yo-yo master. <clears throat> and what's funny is he has another credit of, of him basically showing tricks on some show or whatever, but it's only two credits below as a yo-yo instructor. And then this other show that he was like, just did some tricks or something. It was, it was some TV show where people learned skills or something and she, he was the person helping that person. When I was in elementary school, we had this guy come to our school of course everyone and did, did these yo-yo tricks yeah yeah you i had the same that? thing in high school yeah that was just fucking awesome it's the same thing of having the girls come and they did uh jump rope and then there was ones where they did like i forget all kinds of crazy shit oh like throwing the voice and yeah, 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 and stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. you'd be like oh assembly and it'd be some group that came and yeah. did something and you're like yeah that's cool i guess i mean i can't remember the purpose necessarily of the assembly other than they did you know these things like Right, jump rope and shit <laughs> push these push these products and stuff on kids because yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> i went out and i told my parents that i had to have a yo-yo after that and so i got this mm-hmm. i think it's like a yomega brain mm-hmm. and then a and then a yomega fireball Ooh, and i've still got them here that'd be good for our bowling team the flamers <laughs> yeah yeah the brain's the one that'll like pull itself back up after a period yep. of time yeah so you, apparently like you can't it won't fall dead it's just like Pops up. Mm. But sometimes that can suck if you're in the middle of doing something. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then finish it up. Darren Aronofsky, who co-wrote the screenplay, was originally going to direct this film in 1999, but instead he made his not dupe debut because he had a, an independent film called Pi, but his major film debut uh, directing Requiem for a Dream, which was a 2000 film. Mm-hmm. And so who might have been a good fit given other stars from his films? So in Requiem for the Dream, we had Marlon Wayans. Who would he have been good in? Good as, I should say. Marlon Wayans. Probably our Zach Galifianakis character. Ah, he I would agree. have been pretty good. Just because he's on the that. comedian spectrum and he was obviously, you know, Zach was still, you know, playing a eccentric character. So I, I like that. The transition would make sense there. I like that one. What about Hugh Jackman, star of The Fountain? He kind of he kind of looks sort of like build wise. He kind of has the macho uh, look to him, like Colt McAllany probably could have been uh, Loomis, yeah, Lo- Loomis, Loomis, the Loomis guy. Yeah, I mean, did anyone? Did any of the characters, if you remember, did they ever dance and sing? 
Because I know he loves doing that shit. He no, does. there was no dance. No. There was no dance numbers in this one, right? Nope. No, not like uh, you would never see Murphy's War. Hugh Jackman smash a record or anything like that. No, he loves them to share. He cherishes them too much. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, so what about Mickey Rourke, the wrestler? Hmm. Who would I want him as? See, I feel like young. Young Mickey Rourke, he's like the jokester, the guy who survives and was one of the jokesters. He's yeah. got, he kind of got that rough around the edges. Or look. he could be that rugged. He could look. be the guy who's always like talking sense into people. You know, the guy who gets like burnt to a crisp. Oh, sure. Kind of the the. I don't know what the term is. I keep on saying captain of the boat. That doesn't make sense. No, he's not <laughs> the captain, right? He's not the captain of the boat. But you know what I mean. He's like the guy who kind of takes care of shit, and he's kind of usually older character. Uh, yeah, and I guess if he was like that big, swollen, weird, muscly, he could have been Loomis. Loomis was right. kind of a weird and then I'd, guy. I'd put Hugh Jackman as Bryce. There we go. Uh, what about Natalie Portman, Black Swan? I mean, the only female role, right? That's so sexist, Zach. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, sexist. Hey, I'm, I'm with you, Zach. I no. think it makes the most sense. No, I'm saying the main character in Hera, Natalie Portman, because I respect women. Uh, Russell Crowe from Noah. All right. What are you going to say like that? I, Russell Crowe is great. And yeah. I heard that movie was not. But, um, man, Russell Crowe. I'd want him as Bryce, I guess. Yeah. Get Hugh Jackman out of here. You could probably do the, the British guy. You could have done the British guy. He's real good at But it would have been such voices. a weird role. <laughs> he's Australian, like, so he's close. Is that... Is that Russell Crowe in this like minor? Role? <laughs> Maybe Captain Winners, but they expand the expand the role, so it's more like a ghost that's actually there and like talks and and does all kinds Choking of stuff. Choking people out. Oh yeah. yeah. Because he would have already done Gladiator by this point. Right, for sure. Actually, maybe he just kills everyone on the boat, and then we spend like the next half hour with him just on the boat as a ghost. <laughs> what do you think? Just doing ghost things yeah. on the boat. Like, like, ah. to, he's like trying to jump out and scare like a dead body. He's like, oh, I already got that guy. Uh. And he's just a, he's just possessing all the dead bodies around, and they're like <laughs> kind of like all crazy, like dancing around. Yeah, like, yeah, that was fun for a second. I guess. He's like, oh. Shit! How do I get out of here? <laughs> and what about our boy Ed Harris, who is actually in Mother? Ed Harris. I've said this before, but I would want to see him as every single character in the entire movie. Uh, yeah, I would. I would like him. Whichever character would be shirtless the most. Probably Loomis. We saw Loomis's ass. Oh yeah, he was naked at one point. Yeah, Ed Harris is Loomis. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a bad guy. He can't be a bad guy. I respect him too much. We've already he's talked a hero. About this. Like just last week, we talked about this. He's a hero. He's a hero in my book. Have you never All seen day, History of Violence? Yeah, he's a good guy, right? I don't think so. Every movie I see him in, I take the other side. So Geostorm, yeah. Basically, he was going for world peace in Geostorm. He wanted to destroy all of our enemies of America using the weather, and he would emerge. We would emerge the greater power. It makes sense, guys. And peace is worth two billion people dead. And that's what I'm saying. And that's what Ed Harris told me. And so I believe it. Right? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wasn't Ed Harris the blatant villain in the National Treasure sequel? Was he in National Treasure? The sequel, because I... he dies at the end. Spoiler alert. I don't even remember. He was in another Nicolas Cage movie as the bad guy. I know he's in The Rock. <laughs> oh, love it. And he was a he was a but good guy in that. National Treasure sure. Two is yeah. He was the sequel. I'm almost positive, ninety nine percent sure. Guys, Bruce Greenwood was in that same movie. Oh yeah, Bruce, Bruce Greenwood was the president in National Treasure, the second one. Oh my word! Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think he was in National. Oh, he, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> I don't even remember. I've seen that movie. Harvey Keitel. Civil yeah. War. Yeah. So he was. Uh, he was obviously the good guy in that movie. And Bruce Greenwood. Well, he oh. does die at the end. Yeah, because that's a real tragic. It's him. a tragic scene of of loss. The water's it's the same like thing. It's like coming up on him. It's like in The Rock when he's like, "I'm going to launch this chemical attack on San Francisco." It's like, yeah, because it's in protest. So I understand, and I still love you, Ed Harris. And why are these people trying to stop him? Anyways, he's always a good guy. It's great. Um, and I guess I'll finish up uh, with Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So going into this, I was like, God, I hope this doesn't take too long. I hope I don't have to search through too many people to find this Phantom Zone because it's basically about time for me to go to this, record this podcast and I still haven't done this. And then <laughs> I looked at the first person, Matthew Davis, who plays Odell. And right there in his credits, he's in Pearl Harbor, which stars our boy, Willie Fickner, who is in wow. Phantom It was a Christmas miracle, my friends, as I emerged victorious once again in my Phantom Zone on the first thing I clicked. And I didn't have to think at all. I didn't have to do anything, really. And I even, for a second, I was like, well, that was too easy. Maybe I should find a different path. And I looked around for a second. And I was like, nah, this is too much work. And I stopped. <laughs> and, and then I was like, this is great. This is perfect. Yeah. It's like a little anecdote I could say on the podcast, too. That's amazing. Yeah. That was super short. And then I had, like, all this time to masturbate. What? <laughs> That's why you're so sweaty when you came over here. Uh, all right, it's this time. it subs world world wide wide wide. I don't. I might leave that in. Yeah. See, I now you don't that. even have to do any editing. It's gonna be redundant a little bit. Just release like the damn it. thing. I like. <laughs> it's it's subs 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 world world wide wide. All right, so in this movie, we watched, sorry, yeah, can't even talk. This week, we watched a World War II movie. You never can. About always, a sub. You always mess up. I know. I can't even read good. Uh, so this movie featured the U.S. sub, like you said, the Gato class. Yeah. But it fired- Cat class. Cat class. Fired on a British medical ship. And I was like, man, we haven't done too many British subs. Oh, good. Okay. I was thought you were going to, for a second, be talking about this fucking bullshit- Medical ship. And I was no. like, get this out of here. You would have been ejected. I would have pulled Brahm out of that torpedo tube and pushed no. you right in. <laughs> and so this one, I, I went specifically with this class. There's not a whole lot of information on it, but based on the theme of this movie, I wanted something kind of spooky. So this is the V class, which is also referred to as the vampire class. Ooh, that is cool. Yeah. Do they have a Wolfman class? Yeah, I wish they did. I hope they did. A Frankenstein class. It's just all pieced Frank- together. Sorry, all of this. Frankenstein's monster, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, not, That'd why, be way why too would, long on a show. Why is Dr. Frankenstein uh, scary? Other than his morals. Moral compasses <laughs> is a little skew. Well, who knows? All right. So anyway, 42 of these were ordered to be built. Only 22 were actually completed. How, how many? Sorry. That's it. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's, they're diesel electric subs. Their motors could generate up to 825 horsepower. Their speeds while surface cruise along at 11.25 knots, and which is 12.95 miles per hour, while submerged 10 knots or 12 miles an hour. Oh, that's pretty good, too. That's the yeah. second week in a row we've had one where the submerged is pretty pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for you know these older era yeah. subs. These are World War II subs. And they hold 33 people, which hmm. is not a whole heck of a lot. No, not a lot at all. Uh, so the weapons they have, they have four torpedo tubes, but they only held eight torpedoes. 
They have one three-inch deck gun, and if you look up a picture of that thing, oh my word, does it look like it can do some damage. It's uh, an anti-aircraft gun, but man, is it massive. How big is the How big is the boat? Ah, uh, shoot. I think it's like 209 feet long. Okay. But uh, this actually reminds me of a quote from um, Below. Where remember, Did you hear the thing where the woman doctor calls it a ship? Oh, yes. And then like, and Captain Bryce is like, you know, you came off of, or something like you came off of a ship. Now you're, you're on a boat now. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. That's there cool. We, go. we knew that because of watching these movies. Yes. Never and because of, you don't really have to watch the movies. You could just think of Das Boot. Das Boot, the boat. Everyone calls them boats. That's it. Yeah. All right, Alex, you got some good uh, or bad? Probably I think bad, it's actually been good, I think, with what I've seen. Sub news? Okay, well, I'll start off with the sad news first. Uh, for all of our listeners out there, our first podcast, we talked about our favorite subs, right? Well, I just found out in the news today that Subway's closing 500 stores around the world. Wow. So, Oh, I did see that. Or actually in the USA, sorry. But they're opening up more around the the world is what it said. So honestly, they could probably close about all the ones in Walmarts because I don't think many people stop there anyways. Mm. I think it'd be fine. Anyways. I, uh, did you see the well, stat though where they said there's like 27,000 locations? Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. I can believe it. Yeah. Well, ridiculous. how many were there in BG? Weren't there like four. six? I think there were four, right? There was a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. All, all That's a lot like of subways. <laughs> Wait, really? I only know. Th- yeah, there were four. Yeah, there were four, weren't there? Yeah. I think a minimum four. <laughs> and uh, I just want to jump in as well, like um, just to plug my website, bedmovietwins.com, but just watched a movie where Subway was one of the main sponsors. Meet the Spartans, the spoof movie. Oh, that movie is so bad. Uh, yeah, it's a pile of dog shit. It got pushed slowly into my face. I had to enjoy that dog shit for <sighs> 80 minutes. But in the very beginning, they had King Leonidas, who during his uh, growing up period, he had to go into the wilds and kind of survive. And part of his survival apparently was eating some Subway sandwiches. And that was the joke. The joke was that he was eating a Subway sandwich and he was unhappy that it didn't have mayo on it. Or that it had mayo on it. I was forced to see that movie in theaters. Luckily, it was in Bowling Green, what we were just talking about, but so it was super cheap, but oh my God, that movie Which sucked. Which movie? Meet, Meet the, the Spartans. Spartans. Jinx. Not how you Coke. Meet the Spartans. I never saw it. Not a sponsor. It's a 300 parody movie, and it's horrible, and I'm sorry I stepped in on uh, Mustard Man's segment, because now we've kind of derailed it. Yeah, all right, sorry. <laughs> more news. More news, Alex. Okay, and to put an end to another news article that we've talked about over now again, the uh, Danish submarine guy that killed the poor journalist, I guess his name's Peter, uh, they finally sentenced him, uh, life in prison. Uh, life in prison, baby. It's pretty, pretty evident that he uh, that he had done it. Uh, personally, he probably, uh, probably should get the death penalty for this one. Cause it's pretty calculated if you ask me, but that's what, that's how they do it over in Europe. So that's fine. I was actually surprised they even have life in prison, but apparently, and it's, it's pretty rare for someone who is up for murder to end up with life in prison. It seems to be reserved for like terrorist attacks or something. I don't even know, but they said like, yeah, it was rare. They, it was a surprise that he actually ended up even getting life in prison. I think part of, I think part of it. Yeah. Part of it was that he was deemed sane. So they wouldn't have been able to do the whole insanity yeah. thing where they keep on keep them in. Well, I mean, he calculated it out so well and lied every step of the way. I, I'm really surprised he's still alive. <laughs> so, no kidding, because yeah. he even said, "Oh, you know, she died of natural causes." 
I only cut up her body to right. so I could pick it up out of here. I'm like, you don't yeah. do that. No, not nobody at all. does that. We're 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 anti murder here on Subversion. Oh, yeah. We yeah. shouldn't go into too many details because we don't we don't want to give Brom ideas for his war. Oh, true. Uh, and the last thing I found a pretty interesting article here that was actually written by uh, Representative Rob Whitman, who turns out he's a Republican from Virginia, uh, and this is in Politico. Uh, if you may recall a couple of news articles ago that I read, I was talking about how uh, Trump had made sure to include more money in for submarines and it got passed part of the budget. Uh, this article, however, takes a different turn, saying that we are still dangerously short on submarines. Claims that we only have 52 submarines right now and that he believes there should be 66. And I thought this was kind of strange because I also had another article before where it said who would win. Uh, and this article is clearly putting America against Chinese subs and Russian subs uh, for no reason. It's just basing it off of numbers where I've read other articles that says it doesn't matter. Our submarines will still win out in the long run. He still thinks that it's a little too short. So I thought that was kind of strange to read that. I'm not, I wasn't hundred percent sure why, but then when I looked into it, like I said, he's uh, from Virginia. And um, do you know where the uh, Virginia class submarines are made? Is it Virginia? Virginia, exactly. So oh. I, th- I think he's just doing this just to try to Nailed bring it. more money to his uh, constituents. <clears throat> That's why they call me the brain. Yeah. <laughs> he honestly, one out of 50. Honestly, I it. really didn't like the uh, – I, <laughs> I really didn't like the article because everything else I've read says that we're still best of the best. And he's over here complaining and it sounds like he wants to spend money for no reason, uh, which does not seem to be a very Republican way. So yeah, Hold he, on. I, I, I'm I, making I, this in Minnesota. No reason they're building subs. No, no, there's a reason. We've already got the best of the best, though. That's what I'm saying. It's spending money that we don't need to because we're already top. I don't know. I think you're right, though. They got to spread that wealth around. I think every state in the union should be required to make a submarine. There you go. I like that. 50 subs. I like that. Here's the Wyoming class. How the hell do we get it to the yeah. ocean? This is beautiful, guys. Uh, it's 900 feet long, and look at those torpedo tubes. But how the fuck are we getting us out of here? Yeah. It's like in a tiny lake. <laughs> so if uh, if the representative would like to come and talk and defend his position, we'd be more than happy to listen to it. All right. Get in contact with him. All right. We'll do it. That's all I got. Nothing nothing too crazy going on since uh, since the other day. Mr. Brom. You got a all list? Right. I do. Got a very special countdown tonight. We'll see if this uh, this countdown is good enough to get you out of that torpedo tube. I know. I got to get off the hot seat or the torpedo tube, I guess. So we're going to play a game tonight. Hopefully this uh, spices it up a little bit, gets everybody a little, get the, gets the juices flowing. Everybody sounds a little quiet tonight. You know, is, it a sec- is it a sexy game? Sounds like you're describing a sexy game. It is a sexy flowing? game. Ooh. Oh. I don't want, Jamie and I are sitting like a foot and a half apart, man. I'm actually, I, I, I record I these on Kyle's lap. Yeah. It's so small in this room. <laughs> well, Kyle, um, sorry to hear that, but you will recognize uh, the name of this game. It's called What Would It Take? This is something we were talking about in the group <laughs> chat earlier this yeah. week. And we've got a sub edition of What Would It Take? All right. Loving so, it. Go ahead. What did you say? I said I'm loving it. Okay. So if you were Jamie, who was not in the group chat, or one of our listeners, then uh, quick explanation. This is a pilot concept for a potential uh, sister podcast someday. And basically, we're going to take a scenario or challenge and ascertain just how much someone would have to pay us to carry it out. All right. Mm. So 
I've got three things, all right? It's going to be a little countdown, and it's going to it's going to tick uh, tick up here, and it's going to get more and more challenging. So the three trials and tribulations will get progressively more challenging, and as a result, more valuable. All right. So number three, we'll see if everybody's on the ship with us here. You will spend one week on a modern day submarine patrol from Washington State to Southern California as a nub, non useful body. Learn that from Eric. You have no responsibilities and will be provided food, beverage, and alcohol if you so choose, and will be accompanied by your fellow co-host should they choose to attend. What would it take, boys? And slash, what would you pay to actually join on this one? I was actually going to say, say, yeah, I would pay to do this. Paying something for this? I'm yeah, confused. That's kind of what I was thinking. I would. Uh, I'd Ten pay. days. Ten. It sounds like a ten-day all-inclusive sub trip. I know. I was going to say. I'm trying to calculate, like almost staying in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, I'd. I'd probably value this. About $2,500. Wow. I would go a little under that. I would yeah. I would say- It's 10 days though. I know. But I would still say maybe $1,750. Hmm. I'd do it for free. Oh, so Alex. you're not going to pay anything? Even no. a dollar? No, I don't want to pay anything. <laughs> but if they give it to me, I'll take it. Then I might sell my seat. <laughs> <laughs> to one of us yeah you turn yeah. around yeah kyle you guys five hundred dollars yeah. kyle's hey, value in that two trip. grand I'm, over there i'm in, I'm in jamaica i was at sub yeah. <laughs> i think i'd do it fi- uh, for 1500 for the experience hmm. all right alex how about you i was gonna say 1500 as well yeah it's pretty rare. Right. we're in on over. that sounds like we're at least all going on it Number two, this was inspired by uh, one of Zach's What Would You, uh, What Would It Takes. Uh, uh. What, what would it take to get the submersion logo tattooed as a tramp stamp <laughs> so the periscope peeks out just above your jeans? <laughs> That's great. So how much am I getting paid to do this? Yeah, how much would it take? Uh, truthfully, maybe 500, six, 600 bucks. Really? That's That's mm. pretty cheap. I was thinking I would do it for... Maybe two grand. This is not. Uh, this is not something I would do. <laughs> no, Come for on, you have for to any put amount of money, dollar amount. Got to be you have a... put some dollar amount. Uh, Seven hundred thousand dollars. Wow! It's just a just a tattoo on a body. That's yeah. more money than what this movie made. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's the funny thing. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm not. I'm not a tattoo guy. I'm not going to get a tattoo. This would be my first one, so I. I would put a very hefty price on it. It'd have to be not as high as Jamie, but it'd be at least twenty five hundred. No, sorry, <laughs> sorry, two hundred fifty thousand. Kyle, you're saying if someone offered you two hundred thousand dollars, you wouldn't get it for the memory of having your own podcast? <laughs> sure, you could talk me down that easy. Fifty k, whatever. <laughs> It is funny because I could imagine it being a case where you get paid like two hundred thousand dollars, then you quit your job, and then for like two years you're just working on this podcast. <laughs> like, well, I got the tattoo. Yeah. So, so this is already paid for. Yeah. And this is your podcast. It's a funny tattoo. It's a cool logo. You're already married. You got a wife. You don't really have to explain it to anybody. This exactly. is like a home run for you, Kyle. Exactly. That's true. All right. Get a GoFundMe going. <laughs> yeah, oh. Sure. The listeners, do it. Go hashtag Kyle's Tramp Stamp. You guys are way less. They'll get you guys for sure. Yeah. I would do this. It's it's somewhere in that like two grand to five grand range. If you honestly raise it, I would do- I would totally do it. What's the, what's the last one? Is it even worse? <laughs> you said it's going to get worse. Yes, it, it gets more challenging here. Number one, the year is 2020. 
Submersion, the podcast, is wildly popular. Obviously. The USO makes an offer to you and your fellow co-host to entertain our troop, to entertain our troops on a 60-day submarine tour of duty in the Pacific Ocean. You will be joined by Ed Harris, Vigo Mortensen, Madonna, Sean William Scott, and Harrison Ford, and will be treated daily to the musical stylings of Bon Jovi. Gentlemen, what would it take? Uh, free. Dude, I love yeah. Sean William Scott. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this sounds like a blast. Sean Sixty yeah. days, Scott though? Is like, my did, God. Did is you see like Harrison Bob Ford? Is this Harrison like a Bob Ford. Hope kind of thing where we go out there and make jokes and have a golf club with us the whole time? Or yeah, what? you just hang out with the troops for 60 days. Oh, Easy. Free. Free. Easy. You got to put yeah. your life aside, free. though. Free. I was going to say, the, the wifey is going to be a little concerned about that 60-day. That's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The wife should understand. Yeah, but it's true. Sabbatical from work. You just like literally fist bumping with Ed Harris all day, every yeah. day. You wake up, what's up, Eddie? And then fist bump. <laughs> you guys go down. To well, the he didn't galley. tell you, but this is 2020, right? 2019, oh. Ed Harris dies. Oh, oh gosh. So oh. it's a real rough on, go. So it's 60, 60 days at Bernie's with <laughs> Ed Harris? Yeah, and you're sharing a bunk. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. How do you think you got on the sub? <laughs> You have you had Ed Harris around your arm, and you're like, no, 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 he's just real sleepy. I'm his nurse, <laughs> and you're on that sub. Oh, that that takes a dark turn. Yeah, I gotta say though, guys, I'm surprised here. And the USO is, you know, uh, you know, we're in a contract with them, so we should be milking them for what they're worth. You know, I I don't know why we'd be doing it for free. If they're floating everything, oh yeah, they got to do a hundred thousand donation to the charity of my choosing. Fuck, I just take money. <laughs> and the charity is my bank account am i right <laughs> all right guys well that was our special countdown i liked it what w- what would it take submarine edition i liked, it. I liked it yeah all righty clearly we're all ready to just get us <laughs> <laughs> with ed Her- deceased ed harris oh, rest mm. in peace dude taking shots with harrison ford that guy knows how to party. Yeah. <laughs> you seen him? Bon Jovi playing on a sub. <laughs> so I kind of thought that was going to be a drawback, like daily Bon Jovi <laughs> performances. Oh, come on. Living on a prayer every single day. I just remember at the bar when that would come on and it's just <laughs> amazing. It'd be that every day yeah. until you get into active combat. That'd be hard. <laughs> He's still doing it though. Yeah. <laughs> like Bond, shut up! We're in the middle of. We know we're fight. living on a prayer. Yeah. It's active combat. <laughs> There's a sub firing at us right now. <laughs> Alrighty, it's my favorite segment. This is when you're going down. You get a little bit of those Zach facts. Zach facts. It's Zach facts. When you're going down, get some Zach facts. When you're going down. Uh oh. Are we saying we're ready? Are we ready? Ready? (laughs) Yes. Sure. Just do it. (laughs) Zach facts below a 2002 film. We got a lot of facts tonight. We got 38 facts. Wow. Wow. That's a Zach fact. <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> All right. Fact number one the prisoner of war in the movie was an actual prisoner of war. They found him floating in the water. <laughs> <laughs> what war would have that have been? The war on terror? 
Yes. Yeah, it would have been. That yeah. spreads worldwide, Ben. Actually, no, it would have been kind of in between. Oh, no, War and Terror would have started by then, yeah, mm-hmm. in Afghanistan. Next fact, Time Magazine said Below was the most accurate portrayal of a World War II event ever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. You look at something like Saving Private Ryan, yeah, you get think, how the heck, <laughs> that's not real at all. Dunkirk? No way. <laughs> Give me Below. One movie critic predicted that Below would make more money in 2002 than Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers did. That <laughs> critic was fired. Yeah, I thought you said I could. It was right. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, how much mo- money did this movie make again? Like 600000 <laughs> And how much was the budget? <laughs> like $40 million. <laughs> $40 million, yeah. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a financial scam. Yeah. It really sounds like they were like they were like, oh shit, we're not gonna make any money off this. How much did it cost again? And they looked at their ledger and it was like nine million dollars, like forty million dollars. <laughs> and they were like, okay, I guess you don't pay taxes for the next eight years. All right, here's another fact for you for all you fact fans out there. Because of the film, the third most popular baby's name in 2002 was Below. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my baby below. <laughs> <laughs> Although not credited as a writer, Tom Greenwood, would he wrote the script based on the same dream he had since he was age 13. So it was just a reoccurring dream, and he just thought, every time night. to put this thing to paper. Yeah, every night. Every since was, night. <laughs> since he was like, 13. And then the dream, in the dream, I shoot myself in the head, but I'm still alive. And then I shoot myself in the head again. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> Doesn't exactly. make any sense. He's a very tortured individual. And then I pick. They pick up a book, and it's Macbeth. Do you get it, guys? Like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> Macbeth. Your dreams, Macbeth. We're haunted. All right. Last two facts. Uh, below originally was part one of a two-part film series. The second part was titled Above, which focused on <laughs> Tom Greenwood's character fighting through hell to make it to heaven. <laughs> that never uh, was made, though. Hmm. And the last Zach fact. Talks about another Zach in this world. A spinoff TV series for Zach Galifianakis' character was pitched under the title Weird Wally's Nautical Adventures for Golden Happiness with Friends. <laughs> but that was immediately dropped. I would watch that. Is it and animated? That's it. <laughs> Maybe if they reboot it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Before we're out of here, we do have one more thing. We have the second part of a letter from listeners like you. And now, it's time for a letter from listeners like you. So, Alex, you might be able to shed some light on this. So this uh, this letter came in. It says, I was at a local grocery store in the checkout line. Two guys were <laughs> the next in line, and there was an old guy behind them with a cart. I don't know why, but all of a sudden the old guy asks, are you guys in line? Let me tell you, it was obvious they were next in line. <laughs> they look at each other and are like, yeah. And the old man goes, well, you look like you're just standing there. I mean, what else do you do in a line? <laughs> the dudes just brushed it off and went on their way. But I thought the old guy was a dick. 
<laughs> I'm going to tell you that actually happened to me last weekend. Uh, we, me and me and my wife were standing in line at the grocery store, and this old woman kind of creeped around us and go, "Are you in line?" And we were like sitting there, literally right in her, like, "Yes." <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Who said that? Was that Tom Cruise in USA again? No, it was not him. Was it uh, Harry Keitel? Mm-hmm. Harry Keitel. It's my favorite fan. I love our all of our fans equal. Harry Keitel sounds like it could be a porn movie. Harry Peehole. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating. Hello, mein Kapitan.